Hey there, cephalopods. It's me, Kbot, recovering from a small little cold that pretty much only affected my voice. Figures as much. Anyway, today, I'll be sitting down with a couple of people who provide interesting perspectives heading into this weekend's Invitational. A short splat is almost like a single normal segment of a weekly splat episode. The goal of a short splat is going to be to catch all competitive Splatoon fans up to speed on what's going on heading into the weekend. As you may have already realized, though, this miniseries title is a little bit misleading when it comes to this specific episode, as we'll, pretty, as we'll be going pretty in-depth on a lot of the small details of this weekend, as it's bound to be one of the most interesting weekends of competitive Splatoon that we've had in a while. The Invitational this weekend is hosted by InkTV and will feature 16 of the best teams in Splatoon right now. Tomorrow, on February 23rd, the group stage will be played in which four teams will battle for two spots in the finals bracket on Sunday. On Sunday, a top eight double elimination bracket will take place. Today, or this morning when this podcast episode goes live, we'll be focusing on the group stage, and at the end I'll be predicting which teams move on to day two. Joining me will be Bitmap of Supermeme and Shaq of FT Win, who each should offer interesting perspectives of the tournament. Without further ado, let's get into it. First, I'll have my guests introduce themselves. Guys, go ahead and take it away. Hey, I'm Bitmap, and I'm the captain of Supermeme, and I play support. Hi, I'm Shaq. I'm the captain, and I also slay for a feed to win. Earlier today, I also asked Ninja, or Matt, of the newly formed Rain in Team Mako uh, to comment on some of the European teams that you might not be as familiar with. The way this is going to work is we're basically just going to go down the list of groups playing tomorrow, uh, starting with Group A. We have Ghost, Global Breakout, Polar Ace, and Undecided. First up, we have the European Supergiants in Ghost Gaming, a team made up of some of the largest staples in Splatoon. On the team, we have Brian as an anchor, Soren as a slayer, Sendao playing support, Dude also playing support, and Erza as a slayer. We probably shouldn't have much to say about this team. I mean, they include some of the most popular and widely known teams in the scene or, sorry, players in the scene. They're certainly out for revenge after their fifth place in the GSM Grand Prix event this weekend. In a roster acquisition just announced earlier today, the North American team Luminous Sea will now be playing under the name Global Breakout. Their roster is Jared as a Slayer, Fluffy playing Flex Aggressive, Mutie playing Flex Backline and Midline, Umbre playing Flex Aggressive, Gray playing Flex Aggressive, and Lux as an anchor. While Global Breakout placed 7th during the GSM Grand Prix, they took back squids to a Game 3 and Cheap Cheap squads to 3 sets, so they're definitely the real deal. So Global Breakout is like one of those teams in NA that's become a crowd favorite, and they're actually one of the probably more promising NA teams that have become upcoming, and definitely deserve that title due to their immense peaks at GSM being able to defeat teams like Deep Blues and Cheap Cheap, especially in GSM 2. But they show a lot of inconsistency outside of um, that event and um, only been able to pop off once in a while. Next up is Polar Ace, who has been steadily making their presence known in Europe for quite some time. Playing for them, we have Wombo as Flex Midline, Chassie as a Slayer, Frosty as a Slayer, Julian as a Slayer, Awu also as a Slayer, and Pokefan as an Anchor. 
Ninja remarks that Wombo is a great slayer, Owu is often commented on and discussed about, and Pogafan can really make use of her Stingray effectively. So the thing about Polar Ace is that they have a lot of slayers. They play rep- weapons like Rapid, Very, and T-Tech, and Dooley's. So they also have like a very aggressive charger. Um, they're also known to be a really strong German team playing it, having high placements in EU weeklies like Overtowered and Sea Scraper. They're also probably, I would label them the third strongest German team in Splatoon right under Nuance. For the last team of Group A, we have Undecided, which is a mysterious pickup of Japanese players who have been around the Western zine for a little while. Playing for them is Tic Tac, playing support, Terumi as a Slayer, Shara playing Flex Slosher, and Harun playing as Flex, leaning more towards midline and backline. These players aren't entirely unknown, though. I mean, of course, other than Tic Tac, who's become quite known in the North American scene, they've been entering Black and Smooth events with various similar pickups, consistently placing in the top three of some of the more recent events. We know they're good players, and we have no doubt they'll be a strong team tomorrow, but how strong might they be? So for this pickup, it's really hard to determine how strong they will be because um, it's still a pickup and they don't really have any showing outside of a few BNS, so it's really uh, hard to determine their skill level. But they should be a team that um, a lot of upper uh, top teams should be scared of because there's not a lot of data on them, and that they use very unconventional weapons. Uh, I think to add to what Bitmap said, um, I think a lot of the Western teams are going to be looking out for this team in particular because in the NQB Open, uh, we had Young Gale, with Narisha with the carbon roller, which was like completely unheard of. No one played really against the carbon and it really messed with a lot of people's gameplay. So I think everybody is going to be really careful of uh, this one pickup here because once again, it's like another Japanese pickup and it has some really strong players. So people are going to be cautious. So this group uh, in general has a lot of unknown because no one really knows how they'll interact with TikTok's pickup. And it's just a lot of unknowns at this point. So It'll be interesting to see how this group plays out. Yeah, and that's for sure. Uh, but it, it should also be noted that uh, Luminacy or Global Breakout definitely has the potential to make waves in the tournament in general. All right, so moving on to Group B, we have Demise, Kraken Paradise, Nuance, and Super Meme playing at 1 o'clock Eastern. First up, we have Demise, a team made up of some of the largest North American staples of Splatoon. On the team, we have Zero as a Slayer, Tension as a Flex Aggressive and Backline, DJ playing Support, Raziel playing Anchor, and Zig playing Flex. Demise hasn't been playing so well recently, but they're obviously looking to come out of their little rabbit hole. So Demise plays a lot of BNS and are very known to be the most one of the most aggressive teams in NA, and they always usually land a solid top four every BNS. Like everyone knows who they are, very strong, very uh, NA powerhouse team, and their mechanical skills are really, really good, especially like Zero's um, aggros. Next is arguably the most dominant team in Western Splatoon right now. Kraken Paradise. Playing for them is Kaji as Anchor, Kiver as Slayer, Plantro as Support, and Gray also as Support. 
If you want to hear more about Kraken Paradise, be sure to check out the last episode of The Weekly Splat, where I interviewed Gray about their play. We won't comment a ton on them for right now, other than that they may be considered to be the favorite by many. But, coming from another player's perspective, Shaq, what makes them so good? I think the reason KP is so strong right now is because of their slow gameplay. The meta right now is extremely slow, and basically no other teams besides Ghost Gaming also really has that slow playstyle. So you basically have the rest of the competitive scene, and like I said, they don't really have that slow playstyle, and they also don't play fast enough to counter a slow team comp. And Kraken Paradise definitely abuses this fact, which is why I believe they do so good. Nuance is a German team that's been on the rise for quite some time now. Their roster includes Noctis as a Slayer, Free as an Anchor, Creamy as a Slayer, Nile as Support, Deco as a Slayer, and Syphex as Support. Nijo remarks that Nuance plays extremely Slay-heavy, as should be obvious by their composition, and is generally pretty consistent in that mantra as a team. So Nuance was as a German team formed by Noctis, who actually was um, from a team called Chikara, and actually Chikara played in the last Invitational back in October, and they're probably one of the uh, they're probably around the second best German teams out there. I've been playing Noctis a lot within streams, and I think the past two months, in the past two months, he's improved like crazy. If the rest of Nuance has been following in Noctis' footsteps, then I think they have a very good chance at making top 8. As the last team in Group B, the North American team Super Meme has repeatedly proved their place by playing strong against Europe, and is now given the opportunity to show what they're made of to the rest of the West. They're made up of V as Slayer, Jakey as Anchor, Ralzai as Flex, Bitmap as Support, Yoshi as Flex Aggressive and Midline, and Rosa Parks as a Slayer. Super Meme is one of the underdog teams of the tournament. They'll take games, and every once in a while, they'll swing in a, a surprising set, but they can't quite seem to put together a string of such sets in a row in order to end up on the podium. I think that everyone usually always doubts Super Memes when it comes to tournaments, but usually they always seem to prove those people wrong when everybody's watching. I gotta say, there's not a whole lot to comment on as far as the group as a whole goes. All things considered, though, watching these teams compete on the same stage at the same time, competing for those qualifying two spots, is going to be something interesting to watch. Starting in Group C now, we have Astral, Cheap Cheap Squad, El Firmament, and FT Win. Hailing from France, we have Astral. Their players are Alex I as Anchor, Kiri P, or Crip, as support, Dennis as flex aggressive and backline, Julian as flex aggressive and midline, and Zers as a slayer. Ninja noted that Alex I has a deadly charger in his hands as one of the best in the West, and with their synergy as a team, they could be someone to cause some upsets. So Astral doesn't play many tournaments, but they're a really strong team, and they placed top four in Ludi X Division last season, just very narrowly by one game, missing third against Nuance, and they also managed to take the top cut of the Ink TV Open. So they're a real dark horse. No one really knows anything about them, but if I was to determine how strong they were as a team, I put them comp- I put them on par with Nuance. 
a recent European pickup-turned-formal team in Cheap Cheap Squad, has shown time and time out that they can compete with the best. Their roster includes Frog as a Slayer, Fumiko as an Anchor, Benny GT as a Slayer, and Obito playing support. Cheap Cheap is one of those teams that can go toe-to-toe with some of the best, but can never quite find the set victory when it matters. Will they get what they need this weekend? Cheap Cheeps is Frog's team, and they used to go by Next Level or NXT, LVL, and Resin. So this roster changed quite a bit, but a lot of the core members still remain the same, like Frog and Fumiko. They have a really good success in the Open and GSM qualifiers and GSM itself. The French team, El Firmament, has been a staple of one of the best teams in Splatoon for quite some time now. Playing with them, we have Getaway as Flex leaning more towards midline and backline, Wano as support leading more towards aggressive, Basario as support, and AP6 also as support. Ninja said that Wano knows how to use a blaster and a sloshing machine. Elfram had a, has a lot of good tournament success in the past and even present now. A good chunk of their members are in France as far as, or French as far as I know. Um, recently, they haven't been doing well in tournaments like GSM, but they did really uh, well in the EU Community Cup where they managed to beat Ghost in a very narrow upset. They took a small break. Uh, if you go to Wano's Twitter, you can see that. So it's not sure what kind of performance we'll get out of them this weekend. Uh, for me, I'd say Alpha Movement is really a team that I'd want to go up against. I've played them in very few sets, but they've always been very intense despite whatever team I played them uh, with. So I think that they have a really good chance at making top eight this weekend. Gotta say, I'm afraid you don't have much of a choice in that regard, uh, because the final team of Group C needs six words for their introduction. They are North America's last hope. Fee to Win has Shaq as a Slayer, Kyo as a Slayer, Toon as support, Bursty as support, and Ice as an anchor. FT Win has made it all the way to third in the GSM Grand Prix and barely missed a quasi-reverse sweep against Backsquids after beating Ghost. Bitmap, what makes them so scary? FT Win's a very mechanically heavy skilled team, uh, especially with people like Keel, and but they also rely heavily on Shaq for a lot of coordination, and most of their tournament success is uh, with Shaq as the head. So overall, I have to say that I feel like personally, this is probably going to be one of the most competitive groups in the tournament. This group is like a toss up because it's very, very competitive, especially for the top two spots. So it's really hard to determine who can possibly get the top two spot for this group. For the final group of the day, we'll have what's likely to be a North American bloodbath with Backsquids taking on Deep Blues, In Control, and Loki. First up is Backsquids, the German team coming off of a second place at the GSM Grand Prix event. Their roster includes Kaito as a Slayer, Ben also playing Slayer, Majin playing Support, and Echo as an Anchor. Backsquids has always been one of those teams who have been able to take games and sets off of the best of the best when it really matters. They're looking to follow up the GSM Grand Prix second place with another strong finish in this event this weekend. From the GSM Grand Prix, I actually noticed that Ghost seemed to heavily struggle against the Backsquids comp. 
which actually net the back scoots a sweep against the spooky gamers themselves. So uh, if one of the very best teams in the game can get swept by back squids, it really speaks for what we can expect to see for tomorrow. The next three teams are all from North America, and Deep Blues has consistently proven to fight with the best of their region. We have Taylor as a slayer, March as flex midline and aggro, Dreas as a slayer, Dr. Prodigy as flex midline, and Astral as flex. Deep Blues may have gotten last at the last GSM Grand Prix, but they didn't go down without a fight in a nine-game set to FT win. They're surely out for redemption this weekend, and with this mechanically skilled roster, they might be able to make some magic happen. Otherwise, there's probably not a whole lot to comment on here. They're a pretty known entity that's been around for quite a while. In Control Gaming, Seafood Sorbet Edition has been climbing the Bleck and Spoon ladder in recent seasons and is looking to show their stuff on the big stage. They include Birch as Backline, Quake as Slayer, Biscuit as a Slayer, and Dash as a Flex, Midline, and Aggro, leaning probably more towards Aggro. In Control is one of the wildcard picks of the tournament, and they are in much of the same shoes as Super Meme in that they're looking to make a statement here. In Control should be happy to get this group because it's super straightforward. It's no surprises. This is like their home turf because this is pretty much a pure NA group besides outside of back squids. Unfortunately, it looks like most of their actual roster, like ZZ and Simo, uh, can't play this weekend. So they probably need to uh, get a sub, which is explains why Dash is on their roster. It's still pretty much an uphill battle for them, but they probably got the best group in my eyes since it's nothing that they aren't used to by now. Lastly, but certainly not least, Loki has been around the block a couple of times, and they're looking to continue taking names. They include The One as Support, Gamer as Anchor, Arashi as Slayer, Morsa as Slayer, Misa as Flex, and Kotetsu as a Flex Aggressive and Midline. Loki has been a pioneer in the recent metagame, with picks like Arashi's Hammer and Tetsu's Bamboozler. Loki has been really strong lately, like consistently top 4 in every BNS. Very, very upswing team, and is really cool to watch them play in G6, especially against Global Breakout, where they lost and won as winners, but they uh, bounced back in losers, uh, managing to get second. I think this group is really going to be a test of the best as far as North America is concerned. It's hard to imagine a scenario where Backsquids doesn't quite perform to the standards we're used to, but that second spot is probably going to be pretty up in the air. It'd be interesting to, to see in control play in this group, but there's a lot of um, and there's a lot of familiarity with the NA scene in this group, so it's uh, it's pretty interesting seeing NA fight against each other. Well, that about wraps it up for all the teams we'll be seeing tomorrow. Thanks to you both so much for joining me. Where can everyone find you two? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at B17MAP. And uh, for me, both Twitch and Twitter, 5HAK underscore. Do you guys have anything to comment about the tournament overall, uh, you know, on a broader scale this weekend? It looks uh, I... really fun. Like, it for my team, it's the first time we'll be playing in it, but we've always been really wanting to play uh, Invitational because it's the best of the best, and, and it removes everything else. For me, I'd say that I really 
want to kind of prove that the Western scene can beat JP, even though the pickup uh, still has Tic Tac, it's still a majority of JP players. And I'll kind of want to, it's, I guess it's kind of like a mental thing. Like, I just want to prove that the Western scene has what it takes to beat some really good Japanese players. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, it was a pleasure. Take care. Thanks. You too. So you might be asking, what do I think about all of this? Well, I'll go ahead and read you my predictions, but you should note that, for one, I'm historically pretty bad at predictions, and for two, I don't, I'm not actually in the games that these teams are in. Um, so I'm really going off of how I think team mentality is building up to this tournament based on previous results. So as far as Group A is concerned, I think Ghost and Undecided will take out and come out on top over Global Breakout and Polarize. Honestly, I think Ghost is almost in with very little question. Um, I feel like they're definitely going to come out of the gate roaring after their GSM loss. And Undecided, I think, has enough to um, definitely take it over uh, Polarize and Global Breakout. Although the undecided and global breakout match is going to be an interesting one to watch. In Group B, I think Kraken Paradise and Nuance will take it over Demise and Super Meme. Honestly, for me, Demise hasn't really shown a lot recently in terms of tournament results. I know they're a great team, and they've proved that in the past, but I don't know that leading into this weekend that that's really going to show. I also think that Nuance has been rising in the European region, and I think they have what it takes to make it pretty far. For Group C, I think FT Win and Cheap Cheap Squad will take it over Elf Armament and Astral. Personally, while it is probably going to be a little bit of a toss-up, I haven't seen a lot from Elf Armament lately, and I'm sure they've been practicing heading up to this event, but... Not really getting that tournament experience, I think, might um, cause them to falter a little bit heading into the weekend. And lastly, for Group D, I think Backsquids and Loki are going to make it out. For me, it's kind of hard picking against Loki right now. It seems like coming off of GSM and all of that, uh, they seem like a pretty solid team. Um, and like I said a little bit with Demise, although I don't think it's as severe with Deep Blues, but I think it's definitely there. Um, I think Deep Blues hasn't shown a lot recently in terms of tournament results, um, and I don't know why exactly that could be, but I'm not 100% confident in picking them to, um, to win um, tomorrow. Regardless, though, no matter what happens, this weekend is going to be amazing to watch. With 16 of the best teams, anything can happen, and it all comes down to this. Be sure to tune in to the Inkvitational on twitch.tv slash inktvsplat starting at 11 o'clock a.m. Eastern Time on both days this weekend. You won't want to miss a minute of the action. Thanks for listening, Cephalopods, and happy splatting.